In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. Welcome to Destination Delicious. Today, Chris Harrington is in the studio with me, and we are going to talk about a new project about seafood boils, something I'm calling just uh, to get ready for it, the great seafood toil. You've been with me once, Chris. I toiled, yes. Yeah, you kind of did, didn't you? I I didn't. I kind of, I kind of. Boiled. I kind of rocked that, rocked it. But let's. Uh, we'll come right back to that. First, I have a quick message. You can support the Kids of St. Jude through the annual Thanks and Giving campaign. Throughout November and December, shop where you see our green logo and share what you're thankful for using hashtag Give Thanks on social media. Give to help St. Jude kids live. Okay, Chris. Hey, cra- crab boil, shrimp boil. Yep. Potatoes, hard-boiled eggs, your favorite part of that whole thing, Yeah, I don't right? want any part of a hard-boiled egg in, in, in any form. That's not not for me. <clears throat> so we've had, like, in the last six months, by my, by my count, and I'm not saying my count's completely right, because I think I may have forgotten a few places and maybe some of them are already open, but about 18 seafood boil places pop up in town here and there. Some of them maybe one or more, you know, locations. That's how many I think we have now, not including like DeSoto County, uh, West Memphis, Marion, Fayette County. They're everywhere. I think they're like hot wings. They're trying to be like barbecue. We've got them all over the place, and I'm interested in why. So instead of trying to review each of these places, which is crazy, we're just going out and seeing what's different about them. Chris went with me last week. We went over to Ocean Blue, which is this nice, huge restaurant out in Bartlett. And he said he felt like he was eating vacation food yeah but 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 not on vacation and that was kind of the problem i don't get this conceptually like the food was fine i I, that's not my point but i just don't get it this is not i don't want to sit inside a restaurant in november now or whatever Mm -hmm. and like have like a a bag of seafood poured out on, on the table in front of me to me it feels like this is a thing you eat at a certain time, at a certain place, because the atmosphere is part of the reason for doing it. So to me, that's like a picnic table by the beach in the summer eating. It's not like just every day, you know, it's not pizza, pasta, whatever. It's not like, hey, let's go get a, a bag of boiled seafood spread out on the table. I, I think it's odd. I kind of dig it. And okay. here, but now I do this at home pretty, not that often because I don't do these big family things anymore. You know, families kind of spread out. We're not all, we're not all here anymore. But we used to. That was kind of a, a fairly common Sunday thing. Now it was in the summer. I will say that it's never something we would do in the winter. Right. We do a seafood boil, and maybe every now and again, like you know, for Christmas because we do a non traditional Christmas meal. Right. Um, but it would always just be, it would be a shrimp boil for us. It didn't have these that would go out that we went to, like, I've been to three places now, but only one of them that I'm getting ready sometime this week. We'll write about, I'll have something about Ocean Blue. The, um, they have, you pick, like, crab legs, mussels, clams. I don't really like clams very much. Uh, shrimp. What else could you, they come with corn and potatoes in there. This one came with the hard-boiled eggs, which... 
Chris really was just sort of like, Ugh. you just yeah. you just don't like those at all. I guess. No, no, I don't want those around my food. You, you never just carry some hard boiled eggs around for extra protein. I, I do not. No, you don't have a hard boiled egg in your pocket. <laughs> no, That's no. not in your j- j- just hot sauce, <laughs> like like Beyonce. Then they they do. You pick your sauce, and most places so far, as what I've seen is they have. Well, one place they just have like a signature sauce. Others they have like a garlic butter, which is what I'm doing for everything. Is garlic sure. butter? Just trying to keep it across the board. Or they have a Cajun sauce, or they have something that's a combination of their their special sauce and the garlic butter and the Cajun sauce, which sounds like way too much. And they take the the crab. <clears throat> the way I've been told this happens, and I don't know if it happens everywhere. They have the seafood in a steamer, and they keep it, you know, just sort of there, warm. And then they throw it from there, where it's staying moist, into like a blast steamer where it cooks real fast when you order it. Right. Then into a wok where it's sauced, everything's thrown in it. They It goes into that bag that it comes out where they dump it into an aluminum bowl, a bowl not onto the table. We're not really like in Right, but, the, but they're bringing food out in a bag to they the bring, table, they right? They're bringing like, it in a bag. Like, it's like true. That, that, that is not, I mean, so much food is not, as you know, not just about the food. It's about the smells and the senses and the atmosphere and like all that sort of impacts your enjoyment of things. And like a plastic bag of food brought to my, t- I just, it's weird to me. Like, like we do this too, but we do it in the summer. It's like, we'll, we'll do a golf, a golf um, beach trip most years uh-huh. with my, my, my family. And, you know, we, de- we each take turns cooking. Like I do paella. My dad does a shrimp boil, right? And so we'll get he'll get shrimp from the seafood market, you know, down the street, like the local caught shrimp. And he does, you know, with sausage and corn and potatoes and like the whole thing and like spread it out. But like, you know, it's in the summer and you're on vacation and like, you know, the me- the messiness feels right and the atmosphere feels right. I just that level of messiness and like in a restaurant setting just seems odd to me. That was so unmessy compared to my previous experience. <laughs> that was, I, I told you at lunch, I used one napkin. I'm not joking when I say just a couple of days before that, when I was at Red Hook, I swear there must have been 40 napkins on the table by the time we right. were through, which either means I was dining with somebody who's a lot messier or the, I think maybe the sauce was a little bit greasier at Red Hook than it was at. Um, there was a little more of a watery boil type thing at Ocean at Ocean Blue. They did call it a Low Country boil there, and right. they're not calling it that at the other places I've been. So I think it maybe just wasn't quite as messy because of that. And before I forget, paella. We have to talk paella. I make paella too. Do you do the open fire and the whole thing? No, I no, I do it in an oven. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's good. I would not claim it's the most authentic paella on the planet, but it, it, it's a good meal. I would actually like to hear how you do that in an oven because that would uh, – sometimes – I mean, we've had paella parties that have rained out. You know, I would like to – we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll even do a podcast on paella one day. Bring a big thing of paella up here for everybody to eat. All right. So we did – So I'm going to these places, and here's what I'm wanting to know. One, what else is on the menu? We know what the the boils are going to be, I think, pretty similar. And they're going to come down to, okay, is the crab overcooked? You don't want soggy crab legs. Is the shrimp, you know, rubbery? And that's going to be easy enough to say what they're like. The sauces, I suspect, are going to be very similar. But I want to know, where does the seafood come from? One place told me they didn't want to tell me. The other place, you know, told me well, we're getting our lobster from Maine, we're getting our crab, we just switched to Canada, we're getting, you know, he went through a list of where they are. 
Um, so I want to find out. For, people want to know the source of their food as much as they can. And then what else is on the menu? Um, this place had po'boys on the menu. They had we had the the catfish was we, pretty good. The catfish was pretty good. I, I mean, all your fried seafood variations, right? And you had something which, which I don't think you see a lot of in Memphis, but which you know when when we when we traveled to like places, fried seafood places, coast to coast, really, we'll, we'll find this. And that's like calamari. It's like a basket, fish basket, shrimp basket, right. calamari basket, which my kids love. Instead of as an appetizer, just you know, your but, your seafood with your basket. They had they had that the place we went to. That is so funny that your kids love that when you have one of the pickiest eaters. Beside, yeah, he, yeah, he, that, that he's picky, but he's not conventional picky. He's uh, his own special kind of weird Venn diagram of stuff he eats. I would I would have to convince Jack that it was somehow circles of chicken, and and then <laughs> right. and then he he would try it. But you know that would he he tried it for sure. He likes his chicken tenders. Um, yeah, there's a lot of calamari in Memphis, in Memphis, but but it's usually an appetizer. You don't see yeah. it as sort that's of true. on the right. same in, in the same menu as an equivalent to catfish and shrimp and fried oysters and that kind of thing, right? right? No, fair enough. So that's a good th- that's a, another good thing for that place. So that's just what it's going to be. It's kind of comparing what this had a bar, and in fact, it was happy hour all day. If you sat at the bar, there Some was places, all kinds of fruity drinks going on. Oh, we, there were there what there were cages. Yeah, they have cages in this place. They really, I mean, it was. I was kind of impressed by the size of it. I think it seats 250, 275 people. It's huge. Big party room with the uh, oh you would yeah you left before I got the little tour yeah, yeah, yeah. around so he's got this these it's like a room with just a ceiling full of, of glass fish that he said they're really a pain to dust which I can't even imagine a little private room back there and then like eight of these kind of private they look like almost I mean they're cages it's just like I don't know if they're supposed to look like big. Uh, crab traps or what they are but it's pretty showy why is this happening now is it I just this know. thing where like trends come and go and there's just there's no telling or is it is something related to diet to food availability i it, mean what it's not i, su- I suspect it's going to have to get come out to just be something that is related to yeah accessibility to the seafood i mean it, right. I, don't you think i mean i don't know that but i know when i asked the people from red hook when they opened the new location you know, same thing. Why is this now? And he said that they that they own other regional restaurants, this whole group. And he said, well, we saw it all over Florida, and we saw it, a lot of it in Atlanta. Right. Now, Gary Lynn, who owns Saltwater Crab, is from Atlanta, and he also saw the phenomenon in Atlanta. I think Juicy Crab, which is a, a large chain that's opened here, I think it's out of Atlanta, too. So... For why it may just now, be a thing know, that I'm starts gonna... working somewhere and then people try to mimic it. Like, was there any reason why, we, you know, every once in a while there's a frozen yogurt boom, right? There's no, it's just like, it just sort of happens. But, but I, I mean, I just, I do wonder, and the answer maybe is no, that is it like people going away from like more beef heavy diets and so seafood is going to pop up or is it a food of availability of certain kinds of food or it may just be that, you know, something gets successful and people start copying it and then. Yeah. They'll copy it until it sort of runs out of juice, and then something else will happen. Well, it it's a story that it you know the there it is a national trend. I think and now whether is it on the West Coast, I can't tell you that. Is it in the heartland? I don't know, but it certainly seems to be moving up in the South. And now you know at least moving at least one place going into San Antonio because Red Hook is opening there this month. They're taking their third location that you know, they have one in Bartlett, one in East Memphis, uh, you know Poplar. I mean Highland area, and then third one in San Antonio. 
So we will um, we'll, uh, pick back up with uh, a few more words about that and switch topics as soon as we come back. The Destination Delicious podcast is brought to you by FedEx. FedEx delivers more than just packages or pallets. We deliver possibilities. So we'll, I'm going to try to find out what's going on. I'll see that who I can, can get to, to talk about the national trend. But all that to come. This week we'll have something about Ocean Blue and something else that's going on this week I wanted to talk about. Wednesday's National Nachos Day. Now, I love some nachos. Sure. What are your favorites? Um, I, I, you know, I guess I'm not, maybe I probably don't think about it as much as, as much as you do in terms of nachos. I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have a particular place. It's like, that's the place I go to get nachos. We've talked about this in terms of barbecue right. I and mean, the barbecue nachos are sort of like a very Memphis thing. I'd never order nacho barbecue nachos at a barbecue restaurant. Like, why would I do that if I can get ribs and wings and pork shoulder? I, I don't, I might have it at a ball game, but I don't. The idea of getting barbecue nachos at a barbecue restaurant is not something I ever do. Well, see, I thought you liked barbecue nachos. You know, I don't like barbecue nachos in general until well, I, you. I like them, but so I don't much. like them in comparison to like ribs and and, well, and shoulder okay. and chicken and like you know <clears throat> real barbecue. You, okay, uh, which is best, nachos or hot wings? Oh, hot wings. Really? No, yeah. nachos. Me. Um, we we split on that vote. The nachos. I mean, after a while, the chips are going to get soggy. Um, you got that issue going on. Um, a lot of times I think there's too much happening in, in, in nachos and from an ingredient standpoint. I like the simplicity of the wing. I, w- I would go wing over nachos. Okay, nacho over wing for sure. But we'll have National Chicken Wing Day too, no doubt about it. Like I, mean, I love some can... chips and salsa and chips and cheese dip, but mm. I don't need the stuff. And then you, then you, your chips stay in crisp, you're dipping it in. To me, I would rather eat chips that way than in nacho form, usually. I made a point of saying that in my column today when I wrote a little bit about nachos. And So if I go to Central Barbecue and get nachos, first of all, they start on, I want them on the homemade chips. I don't want them on the tortilla chips. There's something about barbecue sauce, pork, and tortilla chips that don't mix. And there's something about pork and cheese that don't mix. So start on potato chips. Then either get brisket or chicken to put on top of it. Then you go with all the traditional cheese stuff, get the jalapenos on top of that, and then a big thing of coleslaw on top of it. So those are, that's how I want my my nachos from there. But somebody, I can't remember who it was, and it may have been, it may have been uh, Jackie Sparks over at uh, Memphis in May. I know that she does this, but I'm not sure if that's where I heard about it. They said to get them on the pork rinds, and it was a low carb way of eating nachos and yeah i think you have to switch up the the barbecue sauce and all that if you're doing it for low carb but what they got soggy so fast right so i like but i like the pork rinds but i would say if you're going to do that definitely just get a plate of all the dip stuff in the basket and get your pork rinds on the side and kind of assemble as you go for sure i say all i say all this i should point out that we do nachos at home i'll do nachos at home more often than i'll get nachos out and we'll do sheet pan nachos sometimes for a weeknight meal with uh, you know the, the good um, Las Delicias chips, but we'll we'll do it sort of in a thinner layer, so you mm-hmm. don't have a lot of stuff piled up on top of the chips. We used to do that too. Now, when you do that, do you put like cheese dip and cheese and ground beef and the whole thing on there and heat them up in the I'll, oven? I'll cook. Typically, we'll do chicken. Sometimes we'll do we'll do some kind of beef. Um, usually not ground beef, but we'll do you know some kind of beef. So, so obviously, I'll cook the meat. The meat will be cooked. And I'll I'll do we'll do shredded cheese and whatever protein, maybe a little bit of black bean black beans not heavy but mm-hmm. some black beans, 
um, usually some kind of pepper, poblano. Maybe we'll chop up poblano and sort of saute that and do that. And that'll be what goes in the oven. And then when it comes out of the oven, we'll have cheese dip and or sour cream and or guacamole. And people individually can choose to add that to it so you once add it that comes after. out of the oven. Yeah. I used to add the, the cheese dip. And it would just be Poncho's cheese dip. It would go on before they would go in the oven. But I would do it like a 9 by 13 Pyrex dish and kind of pull them up a little bit. Uh, yeah, we do it on deeper. a baking sheet. Yeah. A baking sheet on top of, you know, some foil or some parchment paper or whatever. Yeah. I haven't made that I haven't made them at home in a long time except for the muffaletta nachos that I do like around uh, for a Mardi Gras party every year. And those start with zap chips and you can get like the gator chips or whatever. And then kind of a, a white cheesy sauce um with some shredded provolone, this and that, chopped up salami, ham, different Italian meats, and then um, a lot of olive salad. And those are really, really good. But beyond the barbecue nacho, are there like places in town you like to go to? Like, obviously the big bad, what are they called it? That, uh, Sweetgrass? Bad, badass nachos. Badass okay. nachos at Sweetgrass Next Door is like popular. And like Mr. Bruce's nachos at Molly's have always been popular. I love those. Um, those are the only ones I can think of that are like a thing. The, uh, also, yeah, I mentioned both of those. I think those are um, great ones. One I forgot to mention when I was saying I like um, the, the I like something called uh, chat popti that you can find at little Indian places sometimes. Like maybe if you find a place, I'm not even sure if it's still open. There was a place out on Hacks Cross. It's like the 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 popadum kind of kind of cracker cracker. Well, there there's two little things. There's chat popti and there's uh, something called uh, sevpuri, and they're like tiny little like puffy papadoms that like if you could take a papadom to about you know maybe two inches a side that's been puffed in the middle like a pita and right. then you tear off the top the top part just kind of cracked open and it's filled and mounded up or you get something called uh chat popti that just has like lots of crunchy stuff on the bigger crunchy things on the bottom and then smaller ones on the top too so those are i just you know Indian nachos. They're like small crackers and then little bits of like maybe almost like rice tendrils. I don't even know what you would call them. They're just crunchy stuff on top and they, they're great. And of course it has, you know, dal and the um, Rada, just Indian tasting for some chutney, maybe whatever. Right. Those are great. And they're usually like three or $4 for a small order of them. But I don't know exactly where I would find if I, if I were going to get some today, I'd have to start calling around and asking who's got it. Well, the one thing I've been curious about that I've never had, um, and I don't know if you have or not, I assume, I assume it's still on the menu, but that, that chef Tam's that's like peach cobbler nachos. I haven't had those where, the, where they do like basically the, the, the crust is right. in a nacho form. It looks pretty good. Yeah. We went there one day. Why didn't we get that? Do you remember? We were, were we pretty just overloaded with, with yeah. other, with other stuff. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember if we had a, if they were out or if we just were too full, but yeah, that would be, that would, I do want to try that. And another really good version of nachos in town is at the Grecian Gourmet down on South Main. And they have nachos on uh, pita chips right. with, uh, you know, the, the gyro meat. They're really good too. I like those. I wonder what else that somebody's taken the whole nacho thing. I'm looking at Natalie and she's, she's averting her gaze. She doesn't know of any and, yep. Oh, you do bring up a great point. Uh, New Wing Order has fried chicken nachos. I had the first fried chicken we nachos. We had those at the I've, shell one night. Those were good. Yep. Well, 
I had them at Let It Fly, uh, at the soft opening there. And I'd never had fried chicken nachos before. So tell me about the ones at New Wing Order. Um, well, I mean, we had them at the Shell, and so I don't know if they'll be, they'd be different in a restaurant format. But they were like, you know. It's a food truck. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a food truck. It was a, a wing truck. And there was, you know, fried chicken probably from Tenders sliced up. Sort of like if mm-hmm. you get fried chicken in a salad. Right. Same idea. But it was with a cheese dip, a white cheese dip with, you know, peppers. Um sort of a typical nacho thing, but with the sliced fried chicken. I think the fried chicken and the creaminess of the cheese dip goes together pretty well. I thought it did too. And that's another, speaking of food trucks in town, you know, El Mero does the fried chicken taco with the crema. That's and it's true. the same kind of combination. And I think I think that combination actually works well together. You get a little bit of the crunch from the fried chicken with the creaminess of the, of the cheese. I liked the fried chicken and the white cheese dip a lot at the ones at Let It Fly. And I, I'd never have fried chicken on nachos and I said why not we'll just try it when uh, you know order my nachos and it was it was a good combination and they had a lot of good stuff on top of theirs too because then they were made you know and brought to me at the bar so they had a big plate of the chips and it had the jalapenos and sour cream and tomatoes and all that kind of stuff on top too lettuce I like onions on mine I don't think that I don't think there were any onions on that one but I am I do want a little onion on my nachos Okay, anything else? What's going on with you? We'll be back tomorrow to talk with uh, about um, Bluff City Law. Do we have? Yeah, they're going to be, they're going to apparently going to be in Cogerville, but they're not going to call it Cogerville. Cogerville will be playing something else in the Monday night episode of Bluff City Law. And so we'll, we'll check that out. We'll, we'll expand our um, repertoire of Memphis area locations to, in, in this episode. I wonder if they're going to be in any Collierville restaurants. We'll find out. You, you need to keep your eye out for that because I won't recognize the interiors as well as you will. Yeah, isn't it so odd, though, how some of those are hard to to recognize just from a different camera angle? Right. Because a couple of times you've texted and you said, you know, what is this? And I have to, if, a few weeks ago, I mean, I just, I, I couldn't place alchemy. The oddest thing. I mean, they even had, you know, that big, big picture that I've seen dozens of times at least and i was falling asleep when i when it, i just said ah, alchemy and I, yeah, I went back and looked and texted you then so i will be keeping my eye out for that uh thanks for joining me yeah thanks for having me see you back tomorrow you can subscribe to this podcast and others from the daily memphian anywhere you get podcasts including itunes spotify and google play follow us on facebook and instagram at eat drink memphis and keep up with our monthly events at dailymemphian.com slash delicious For the Destination Delicious Podcast, I'm Jennifer Biggs. We deliver olives, Greek sandals, and everything you need to relive that perfect trip to the Mediterranean. But what you really get when FedEx knocks on your door is so much more. FedEx delivery. Memories. What we deliver by delivering. In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place.